Howdy ho, neighborinos. This is LCC's podcast, Pursuit of Purpose, here. I am Nate Luke. I am here with Kevin Stuckey. Whoop! Whatever that was. <laughs> Nelson Combs. Hello. And we do not have Cody Jewelerit with <sighs> us today. Thank goodness. Well, I was going to say that's kind of a bummer, but okay. <laughs> what? No. no. It's always a good day if you don't have to see a cop. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, detective? Oh, oh, well, depends on the day. That's also a good day. Yeah, definitely a <laughs> better <laughs> day not to see a detective. <laughs> we have been on a couple-week hiatus here, but we're back in the saddle again today. Uh, we have uh, some a couple topics to talk about today, but we're going to start off this episode with some uh, strange news and some maybe more serious news as well. Uh, so guys, I, I recently heard up in Canada, there was a little town in Quebec. It was called Asbestos, Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> they recently decided that, Recently? Recently. This town's been around for a while. They recently decided that they, uh, they thought their name was not very attractive to people wanting to come in for tourism. No. I Wait, can imagine. Right? What's wrong with their name? I, I don't know. Nelson, what do you think? Uh, asbestos Canada. The asbestos problem. Probably. It's not asbestos, it's asbestos. Asbestos? I don't know. I'm also <laughs> I'm also the guy that says puree instead of puree. So. <laughs> tomato, uh, tomato. Tomato. That's right, that's right. So they, potato, they potato. renamed it, get this, to Val de Source. Because, you know, it's like French in Quebec, right? So Val de Source, Valley of the Springs. Oh, slightly better. Slightly better. Slightly better. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. One, one uh, the arm, like, um, well, I guess family farm is in. We call it Buena Vista, but it's Buena Vista, which is good view. Uh, your your family farm's also close to Staunton, right, Kevin? <laughs> Stanton. Staunton. But anyway. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, Kevin, how's harvest going, man? Speaking of the oh. family farm, I mean, good. I uh, we're a little bit drier our way than south of us, Leesburg and South. So we've actually had a couple really good weeks. We're uh, we're almost done with soybeans, mm, a little bit left, and then uh, we've we've run a little bit of corn, and we'll get into that. That'll take a while though, because you know I think there's going to be some wet stuff out there. So we got to dry it all and then transport it to another facility. And it's just, it's going to be a long, long few weeks when we get into corn, but it's, it's progressing good. Guys are, guys are out there moving. Of course, before this rain, it was dusty and dry and it was, I I had snot coming out of my eyes, my ears (laughs) and my nose. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It was horrible. (laughs) Well, I've always heard that farmers do God's work, but you're a farmer who is also a preacher. So you're doing like double God's work. I mean, double time. Yeah. Overtime for God. I I mean, Oh, wow. (laughs) Careful. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't mean to brag or anything. All right, but moving, since you're doing it for me, moving on, moving on, we can stay on that subject. Keep Kevin, going, mate. Not gonna let Kevin have this time. He's not gonna get. This is not his day. Oh shoot! Uh, final piece of news, guys. We do have one more debate coming up tonight between President Trump and the. Uh, 
I guess you could say the former vice president, Joe Biden. Uh, thoughts on the final debate tonight? We're about two weeks out from election up to this point. Uh, my question is if you could have one thing happen tonight, if you had one wish about the, deba- the debate tonight, Nate and Nelson, what would it be? Um, that it would be civil and that you could actually hear some policy. Yeah, hearing what they actually are both going to actually do, like just some concrete stuff coming out of their mouth would be nice. That'd be really nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, the whole last debate was how the other person has failed. And we talked about nothing moving forward, you know, really. Uh, You know, I would say this, but I don't think that's that Trump even needs to, to a degree, as much as Biden does, you know? Right. I mean... Because Trump has already proved, hey, listen, like, these are the things I'm going to focus on, you know, and these are the things I'm going to do. Now, should he say some new things? Yeah. But, uh, you know, what, I mean, you hear Biden this or Biden that, but what what's he actually going to do? I'm going to make the world better. I'm going to lower taxes. I'm going to focus on, you know, a doing things that will help our environment, which, again, I'm, I'm not, that's not bad. Those no, are not bad we, things, we, but yeah. what? Yeah, we, but how? How? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and I agree. I I think if the win tonight would be if Trump doesn't spiral out of control trying to dig at Biden, but actually focuses on you know some talking points and some things that 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 would be constructive and help us want to vote for him <laughs> yeah. and improve our country and <laughs> like like we go to the the booths on november 3rd like with a smile instead of just like oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do i have to because <laughs> it really is a choice between two guys there are going to be other well, candidates out there joe jorgensen out there what who is that even Howie i learned Hawkins about her today too. she's uh liber uh she's a libertarian um but i didn't know much more than that See, and I, that's the thing, like, you know, I've, I've heard people say, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, I mean, it's hard, this is such a, this is such a difficult topic. I mean, it, this segues into what we're going to talk about today, so we can kind of maybe spend a little more time talking yeah, about yeah. this, but is a, is a vote for another candidate besides the Republican or the Democratic candidate a throwaway vote, essentially? Is it? Uh, if, if you're looking at it from a Republican or Democratic perspective, yes. But if, uh, unless, I mean, unless that vote otherwise would have went to the party that you're, you know, trying to get out of office or trying to get into office. But if there's a if there's a candidate that you believe in and you believe in their policies, I mean, yeah. for you, that's that's your that's your fundamental right is to vote for who you believe should be in power, whether they're going to win or not. But what I'm saying is. I agree with you, and I think, you know, absolutely that that is the noble answer, right? That, right. That's the answer that we would all like to say. Yes, that's where I stand. But at the end of the day, if you don't vote for Trump, or if you don't vote for Biden, is your vote really, really going to count? Yeah. With the way this political systems are set up, it's difficult to yeah. see that it does count. Really, right. the only third party candidate we've ever 
the, our nation's ever been really serious about was Perot, right? Perot. Back in 92. So... Yeah, history likely. guy. You, you. Sure. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's our history guy. He's supposed to know this stuff. I, just, yeah. I don't remember the dates. Can you can you go back from the first president all the way to now and say that the names of the presidents no. in order? No. I think I could come close. Are you serious? Yeah. We're not going to do that on this podcast because that would be a waste. Let's of- wait till after we're done. I'll try it. Dude, if, I really want to impress you guys. We'll have to put that in the comments somewhere. Okay. That you did or didn't do it. Okay. Because that, be, that would be impressive. It would be impressive. I think our audience wants to know that. All 15. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we love you. We're proud love of our guys. 15 yeah, supporters. <laughs> like, we're going to... We're, we're gonna, getting out there. We're <laughs> yeah, we're going to drive this thing to the wheels fall off. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun doing it. That's yes, we do. yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, so topic, topic. So we, we kind of kicked around a couple ideas. Um, but the one that I think was most timely, um, and the one that I thought, well, that we thought, uh, would kind of stick out the most, especially tonight, since the third debate is going on is, you know, as a Christian, you know, how, how do you view Biden and the Democrats and how do you view Trump and the Republicans and how can we as Christians kind of navigate their policies and apply that to our faith um, and, and how we are supposed to act and how we are supposed to worship, uh, et cetera. Um, so, and, a, and a simple way to say that is, can you be a Christian and vote for Trump? Right. Can you be a Christian and vote for Biden? I, I mean, I, you know, that's just the, sim- that's the simple way to put it, right. ultimately. Yeah. But you're dealing with all that stuff. And I think that's I think that's a fair question. I think it's here's what I'd say. If we had, I know if there are people in our community of Leesburg, Ohio, that, or even Highland County at large, that if we said, you know, you could be a Christian and vote for X, right? There are extreme views on both sides of this. I would say we we tend to be probably more of a there would be more people that would say, how can you vote for Trump or vote for Biden and be a Christian? I think more people would, would probably lean that way from an evangelical standpoint. Right. You know, I, I think there are a lot of people that would say, well, I don't really care if they're a Christian or not or if about those things. But for a lot of us and, and us in the church, right, like that's the question. So then... Oh, this gets it. This gets fun right now. I'm staring right at Nelson too. Oh, man. <laughs> so we got to go both ways here. I can feel your heart beating from here. <laughs> he looks like a deer in headlights. <laughs> um, let's get real political. Oh boy. Let's get. I mean, let's just let's dive in, boys. Like, let's own this. So, I I, I think we got to. We do have to play both sides of this. You know, here's here's what I'd say. So, when I was kind of researching and thinking about this topic, the one thing that that came up to me, the thing that 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 I I really thought was important to kind of to hit at, what is, you know, that when we're looking at these issues. It's so easy for us to go down the rabbit hole of Trump or to go down the rabbit hole of Biden, wherever you stand. 
it's I mean, and and the extremes that are being created from the right and from the left are are so much like are so in our face that like if we if we're more pro Trump than we are, or maybe maybe the best way to say that is if we're so anti Democrat that we that we're looking at the Trump side more then like the like that documentary social dilemma which you both have seen it, you know the algorithm if you start looking at videos of Trump pro Trump stuff then that's what it All shoots you see. that's what it shoots yep. in your feeds instagram you know facebook Twitter, YouTube, yeah, all, all the yeah. suggestions, Google. Yeah. yeah, Google, yeah. all of them, all the suggestions come more from that standpoint. If you start down the other avenue, then it's all anti-Trump, right? Uh, you know, if, if you go down the Trump side, it's all anti-Biden. And so, we have to be fair, I think, though, in our approach to looking at these things. We have to be, we have to be able to say, okay. If I if I would vote for Trump, why? If I would vote for Biden, why? From a Christian's perspective. And so that's the question, you know, that I would ask. You know, we can start off with the Trump side and we can all give an answer there and then kind of go around the table and, and do the Biden side. So, but I think I I think you have to look at both sides of this. Even though it would maybe upset people that we would say some of the things we say of why we would vote for one person or the other. I still think like it's it's worth our time. To talk about that, because a lot of people aren't. Yeah, I mean, if you if you get in a conversation, it's and 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 I think it's you know just a, a tendency maybe of the culture that we live in. You know, in rural Ohio, um, but it's it's it it can be very strange, extreme, and very passionate. I mean, there are people out there that say if you vote for Biden, then you're voting to kill babies. <laughs> If you vote for Trump, then you're then you're voting for someone that doesn't have very high character. I can't disagree with those in some regard, but are there are there other ways to look at it? I think we got to look at those things. Nelson, as a if you were to vote for Trump as a Christian, why would you do that? Um, I think I think as a an American, this country was founded on the Judeo Christian principles um, through its history and constitution and i think he upholds that more and finds that more valuable so i i guess i'm a little weird um in terms of this it again i I look at this as i'm not necessarily voting for the man i'm voting for the 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 principles that he will, that he tries to project, right? Trump tries to project um, Judeo-Christian values. So in, in a way, I have to agree with, um, with Nelson on this. Um, but I guess in, in less of a, in less of a, a faith-based manner, I guess the, the big reason I would vote for Trump is because of just his stance on deregulation of certain things. Now, deregulation of certain governmental organizations. Um, uh, you know, like, like for example, say what you will about him pulling away from the World Health Organization and all these other organizations. Um, that, that, I think that's a different topic. But in, in terms of deregulation for businesses, that's why I would probably vote for him personally. Um, 
the tax cuts. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't want to pay taxes. Um, so I guess from, from my standpoint, I'm looking at it as just a non-faith-based reason why I would vote for Trump in that manner. But technically, I mean, for, I mean, and, and I'm going to play devil's advocate for both of you. It's good. Um, <laughs> is it? We'll find out. <laughs> but Biden says he's going to cut taxes for people like you and me. I mean, we're not we're not that top tier, you know. Right. So, I mean, from that standpoint, which I, I don't fully believe that we will benefit from that. In what way, though? Like, why not? Um, just because if you look traditionally at a Democratic tax plan, traditionally, not all the time, but traditionally, Democratic tax plans are higher than Republican tax plans. They are. That's the reason why Trump touts his tax plans and his deregulation more than Biden does. Because I think deep down Biden knows that, and Harris both, they know that they're going to end up raising taxes on most Americans to fund different programs. Now, you can get into the debate of whether they fully support the new uh, Green New Deal and all these other programs. But, um, you know, traditionally, I mean, you have to look at it from, from that historical perspective. Yeah, and then with a, with a you know kind of the way I look at it is I, I if you tax the top earners of the, or the corporations more, it trickles down eventually to our end of it, and our do- our dollar would be less valuable in the long run. Like they've talked about the fifteen dollar minimum wage, which in saying it sounds great, but if you lose. This is simple, but if you lose the dollar items on the menu and now they're $3, what does that $15 <laughs> minimum wage really do for anybody? Right. Yeah. So, um, there's, you know, like I can't see it, and maybe there's a way that they could tell me, but I can't see how you can promise so many upgrades or changes to our country and the way we do business and hand out money and taxes not go up. I just, I, I don't see how it can happen. So one of the things you said, Nelson, was you feel like Trump upholds more Judeo-Christian values. Is Trump a Christian? I... Oh, man, you are... <laughs> I know that, well, from listening to other podcasts, specifically um, Phil Robertson, has had several interactions with the president and he's had moments where he's been able to share the gospel with president Trump. And that's, I mean, that's that, that makes me feel really good that at least if nothing else, he's heard it and it's on his radar and he knows it's important to people. Um, I can't, I can't tell you by the way the man acts that he's a Christian. I can't tell you that. And I would say even we can say with confidence in the things that he's done that he probably isn't. Probably. I mean, he did, you know, like, I know Phil, he, he specifically says, he's you know, Phil asked him, he's like, you know you're a sinner, or have you sinned? And Trump said, yes. Oh, yeah. And whether he's repented from that, that's for that's between him and God. Right, and, you know and I, I mean, think it know. is a personal thing. Yeah. But, I mean, just – even outwardly, I don't know. No, I mean, yeah. you, but I think the things that we would look at for a Christian leader 
and and would be a humility, uh, a vulnerability, uh, maybe a, a deeper character, you know, in, in some of the things that he does. I mean, I, I would say from that standpoint, no. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm not, again, there are personal things involved that we and can't if you, know. If you, if you give the other perspective of it, like where we know Mike Pence is a Christian. Absolutely. And he acts in enti- an entirely different way. Right. And I think that would be a good like comparative. Yeah, if you could take those guys and like put them together, I mean that that would be you know in in one person. Not they are together <laughs> on the same <laughs> ticket, but <laughs> combine them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean it would be easier as a Christian to vote for a guy like Mike Pence Absolutely. from that standpoint yeah. than it is to vote for a guy like Trump because because of the things that we've seen. I mean, some of the Twitter rampages that he's went on and how he treats people at times, you're just like, that is not, it's not. Right. It doesn't I uphold mean, Christian values. Sure. It just doesn't. And so again, like, I, but that's what we have to understand. Like, if you're voting for Trump, it's not because... He's a Christian. He's a Christian. Right. It's not because he he's a high character guy because of some of the things we know about his past. Now, again, there, is there grace in that? Is there forgiveness in that? Absolutely. Is he the same person that he was 14 years ago when he did some of the horrendous things that have been that have been? I think are pretty clear that it's true of his life. You know, but but again, what you know, what are we voting for? I don't, I don't think we're voting for those things. You know, so if I'm pro Trump, I'm voting for. I think he's combating, you know, a world power in China that has really been able to run free and who, you know, the world knows, you know, is a socialist government dictatorship that has treated its people horribly, um, that has taken advantage of, you know, uh, free... uh, Free trade and free, uh, what do they call it? Free, um, help me, Nelson. Oh, what is the word? Free market. Free market. Free market. Th- that's it. Free market. You know, they've they intellectual property and yeah, they've taken advantage of, yeah. of that Absolutely, because because yeah. because of how they're run. They they're they're taking something good and 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 exploiting it ultimately. But and I, I would say this, like I I think I don't think Trump's been as hard as he could be on some of those issues, but he has like called them plate them to the plate in ways that no other president has never seen him do it. Yeah. Not no, no Republican or Democrat. Correct. Has anyway, yeah. You know, so I'm not even, you know, saying, Hey, for the Republicans, yay Republicans. I'm just saying like, nobody's done it like he has. So that, even though I think that's hurt agriculture, not so much here now. I mean, we've seen the market and, and markets doing really well. Um, but his policy with China has hurt agriculture because China has went other places to, to buy their, their goods and, and it's hurt us, you know, the tariffs and all those things. Um, but I do like that. I like his economic philosophy. I like, I do like that. I, I think his tax system does is better. I think it, the Republican tax codes generally are better, you know, in the sense of freeing up taxes on, on businesses, even large businesses. I, I feel like, those large businesses have exploited that, but again, you know, what are they supposed to do? I, it's hard, and I don't know what's what's right or what's perfect in that, but I do like his philosophy better. I like the fact that he's appointed a lot of judges. I can't remember, what, and we talked about this before. 120-some? 
Is that what it was? I thought it was higher than that. Maybe 140 some. I thought it was one 120 ish, 140 ish. Still though, it's, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. And well, this uh, Barrett will be the third Supreme Court, right? Yeah. And all, you know, I, you know, from what I understand, have Christian um, leanings. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that job as Barrett, I think, did a very good job articulating. Doesn't mean that she's going to just tear down every you know law i mean her her job is to is to read the law that has been put in place by the people by elected officials and then interpret enact that. that interpret yeah. that and act that right right um so i that's been I, I think probably those those three things in my opinion have been really good things that he can hang his hat on i, I think another thing is like he said he was going to do things and unlike so many people that have come before him he's actually done them yeah done it so his his record, in some ways, I think, speaks for itself. And he's done all that with the media with absolutely bashing mm-hmm. every time he sneezes. You know, yeah. some, imagine imagine what he could have accomplished with some support. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, from a, from a conservative standpoint, I mean, it, it, it from seems, an American standpoint, well, what yeah. he could have done for an entire nation with right. you know, like with just a little bit of civility and support so if you were a voter why would you not vote for trump um probably probably initially i would probably not vote for trump because of the way he acts and the way he handles himself and the way he attacks people um pretty much fundamentally probably come from that you could you know it could scare me off for sure. Um, uh, some of his policies that I, I don't really know. I know there's some that I don't agree with. I can't think of them right now. Uh, just because I've been so keyed in recently on the things that I do agree with, that that's what I just tend to focus with. Right. You know, and it's hard to just, uh, bring it back to what is everything he believes in, you know? So, um, but yeah, that would probably be the f- the strongest reason I wouldn't vote for him is just he doesn't act presidential. One of the things that was brought up in a debate that I recently listened to by Eric Metaxas and uh, David French was when Bill Clinton failed. I mean, the the point that that. Uh, David French made was economically the the United States was in a better place than it had ever been at the end of Bill Clinton's second term, um, which I I think from an economic standpoint, a there, lot of people I, you there know there was get, the internet boom and that helped out a ton. Yeah. The housing boom was just starting to happen. So yeah, there there were a couple. It was of very really good. Yeah. yeah, and and he was leading that. Whether it was all him, you know, it definitely wasn't. But but at the same time, it was it was good. From an economic standpoint, but but then had this huge moral failure with Monica Lewinsky in 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 the uh, in the uh, Oval Office, and the church stood up against him in a very strong way. Why? Because of his character, because he had morally failed, and because. One of the things that you hear is the higher the office, 
the more it calls for a higher character person to be leading in that office, right? And so if you have a local mayor of, you know, the small town of Leesburg fail in that way, who's that going to affect, you know, a thousand people? But if you have the president of the United States do that, who's that affect an entire nation, right? And people stood up against that in a very vocal and strong way. But now you have a president where, from a Christian evangelical standpoint, has done things that are worse than what Bill Clinton did. And yet, in a lot of ways, evangelicals have fiercely defended him. You know, and, and so, I, you know, we, what has changed, you know? Why, why is it okay now and it wasn't then? Again, I, this is a question I think, I don't know that we can necessarily answer, but it's one I, I think that we have to pose to ourselves. Sure, yeah. It's one we have to consider. It's a perspective that we have to look at if we're going to be wise in making you know the decision that we make here in a few weeks. Yeah. Is he, I mean, what is... Two weeks. Is it two weeks? Yeah, it's less than, less than, two, weeks. Less than two weeks away. It'll be on a Tuesday, so it'll be, yeah, the third. It'll be like a, weeks, yeah. A, yeah. a week and a half almost. I mean, I, I'm I, my intention is to vote on Monday, just because I think the third's going to be crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, someone was telling me recently that they stood in line for eight hours, something like that, to vote because I don't know what the social distancing and cleaning will have to be, but I'm sure they have to clean those those uh, electronic things Machine, each yeah. between each person. Yeah. yeah. What's well, that going to look like? How long is it going to be? Yeah. So think about that, people, as you as you go out to vote. What's that? What's it going to be? And and when can you get that in? Anyway, so thoughts on on that? What are your thoughts on? Well, that's an interesting. It's an interesting question to think about. I mean, is it just um, you know has our society in the eighteen years since you know or how long has it been since Clinton was in? When was that? Two thousand was his last so, year. So it's been twenty years. Has society like degraded and? lost his character that much in 20 years, you know, that, that now it's, would, would we have held the same standard now to Clinton that we held at that time? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I have an answer for that. I guess the difference that we could, we could just say now is what we know of Trump in that way and the things that he did and failed morally happened 14 years ago. It's not, not happened happening now. Now, correct. So yeah. maybe if news came out that yes, he did do something in the White House that might change things I, drastically. I could. I would. I, I would. It would. That, would that change your vote? If I'm voting for Trump, <laughs> who, I, are you, I, who are you voting for, Nelson? Well, yeah. <laughs> that's that's hard yeah, to say because it's. You know, Why not allow that? Yeah. Talked about this beforehand. <laughs> it's it's that's that's a tough one because I mean, wow. I think you. I I mean, honestly, if you're asking me, I think that would change. It would it would it would seriously put a burden on me to yeah. decide that for sure. I mean, I I think that loses the election. And oh, one hundred percent. My support, you know, in that sense. I don't see how it couldn't. Think back to Nixon. I mean, what do we most remember Nixon for? The bad. The bad that he did in office. When he was in office before all that, though, like he actually did some 
really good things, like especially foreign policy wise. Like he was the first president to visit China and oh golly, might have been the first president to actually like step foot in mainland China. Like he did some really good foreign policy type things, but what do we remember him by? His moral failing in office. Yeah. So I mean, that swayed a lot of people's opinions, not only on Nixon, but Watergate was kind of the turning point in American yeah. history where we just lost faith in our government. Yeah, in the in the process. And, 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 you know, in yeah. Vietnam obviously obviously did not help with that, but that was kind of just the cherry on top. Yeah. So I mean I, I think you would with Trump, you would have to get one of those those type of things in office where it was proven one hundred percent that he did something like that for a lot of people, especially around here, to sway their opinion but on him. It's almost too like you know, there's been wolf cried so many times on him that I don't right. even know that I would believe it, even if it was absolutely true, you know, because we've lost so much confidence even in the coverage of, of you know, the, the political entities involved. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even there, there's this chart out there, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen it on the internet, where they try to take media bias. They try to put the, the left-leaning media on the left of the chart right-leaning media on the right of the chart, you know, things like Breitbart, really conservative, and then you have CNN, ultra-liberal, left-leaning. And even the news... Is, is the news- extremes Breitbart and CNN? Is it? I mean, I'm, I'm just curious. Is that is that the- so? So some people might get mad at me for saying this, but CNN, do you watch CNN at all? I mean, I don't watch any of it anymore. It's extremely left left leaning. It's kind of painful. I get all my stuff. And and so would something like Breitbart. I get all my information off of memes now. That's a very strong source. (laughs) Well, hey, look, that's another rabbit hole. Kevin for president. (laughs) And if you're getting your news from us, (laughs) talking about asbestos Quebec, you need to check where you get your news source. The service on Sunday will be all biblical memes. That's That's an exaggeration and a joke on my part. So please don't well, judge and, me. And again, like the the chart I saw, I forget what it's from. It, it might have been, uh, it was probably from. I think it was more of a left leaning news source that made this chart. But they were even pointing out, you know, some of the some of the news sources like NPR, uh, the British Broadcasting uh, Corporation, AP, Reuters. Like these are supposed to be very center leaning news sources that don't have any bias whatsoever, and they pulled up you know, Twitter uh, shots of them where, you know, four years beforehand they they were saying one thing and then four years now they're, you know, they're criticizing Trump for. And, and again, by no means am I a Trump guy, but you have to kind of at, at some point feel for him. And you also got to feel for the Democrats too. They're getting attacked by the right as well uh, in, in really a lot of ways. So I think a lot of it, Trump's right on one thing. The, the news media is very biased. Oh, yeah. No, oh, 100%. Now, yeah. I, I think in a lot of ways he's very – he's almost too forgiving of the right-leaning news sources. He is. Absolutely. Um, but he he's not wrong about any of that. So you, anti, why would you not vote for Trump? Um, I'm, I'm the same as, as Nelson. I look at the presidency as the ultimate – moral high ground, not necessarily spiritual high ground, but moral high ground. You know, what's just the right thing to do when you're in office in an earthly kingdom, right? Like America. Um, I look at that and, and 
Plus, sometimes Trump just rubs me as the guy that has some, like, megalomaniacal tendencies. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. I didn't get that at all. In case you missed that. No. Um, I don't think that's healthy for a democracy. Um, so, I, I guess that's why I would go against Trump. Again, I, I agree with a lot of a lot of things, especially economically, tax-wise, that he does. Um, I just can't get past the fact that I see a mega maniac sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a person who's so so self absorbed. It's almost like one of his reality shows. It's almost it's almost as though if he admits he's done something wrong, that it will lose. I think there are so many people though that that's that's where they that's where they stand. You know, it's it's if you admit in politics, it seems at least if you admit you've done anything wrong, then then no one can vote for you. I th- it would be a breath of fresh air. Wouldn't it, though? Oh, gosh, if yes. If someone could just say, you know what? I, I got was, that wrong. I was wrong on I that I was wrong. One. Right. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, better I'm, wrong. Lo- I'm going to try better next I'm going to do I better. I learned this from this, and, and this, is, this is my trajectory right. now, instead of, right. nope. I think it's unfair. One of the things that you see, the arguments about how he's handled the pandemic, I do think, I do, I do really, it, it does cause me to question that maybe he held some things back early, you know, um, that's, that seems to be the narrative. And, and that seems to be, I mean, you don't hear that defended from the Trump side. Like it, it seems like it's, it's very clear. The truth is yes, he knew and didn't come out right away because he didn't want to create fear is, is, is what the narrative is. Now I, I don't know. I, I haven't researched that enough to say this is absolutely happened. That does bother me, you know, that, that, that you're not willing to be forthright and transparent in some of those things. Um, I think there was too, I mean, if, if you look at the timeline, how much did we really know at the time? How much did he really know at the time? You know, we were all trying to gather information all at the same time. Do you think that's as much of a product of Trump holding back information? Or do you think that maybe the reason he did that is we, we know that he didn't want to cause a panic or extreme fear out of the situation, but do you think that he looks at the American public and says, if I tell the whole truth and be transparent, like, will this country tear itself yeah. apart because will, of that? Yeah, you know, will it hold it together? Well, and two, and this is one thing I know from leadership, there have absolutely been times where I felt me knowing something and me not telling other people I was protecting them because I'm better able to handle it. I know that as a leader. So do I think that he had some of that going on? Absolutely. I mean, I think like you say that, that, that mentality that he has of him thinking so highly of himself, you know, he probably did have some of that going on. Um, and, and, and so it was that I think on my part as a leader, when I've done that, I've failed and I've, it's blown up my face a few times and I've realized, okay, like just because God has gifted you in a certain area and given you certain gifts to, to be able to do things doesn't mean that I can't trust other people and the other people that don't have the views or the gifts you, you have could do better, you know, and that's just a humility on my part that God has taught me in a very, you know, in your face way that, that I think from someone who I would say, again, just from what I see, I don't believe he's a Christian. I don't believe that he is. I believe that, I believe that he, I believe that like you, like Nate, you were talking or 
who talked about the he talked with Phil Roberts? I, I didn't yeah, know. okay, Nelson. I, I I think that there absolutely is a seed of that in his life. I think he understands. He has some people around him like um, Ben Carson, who you know, my goodness, what an incredibly amazing guy. Who? What's the girl that he's got over the school system right now? The she's his Elizabeth um, something. No, oh my gosh, what's her name? Anyway, she's phenomenal and what she's doing i think for for the schools right now you know so like he's appointed and then the judges all the judges he's appointed some people you know that that uphold those values but i think that you know i really i really struggle with it. i struggle with the fact that his twitter stuff you know i really struggle with that i struggle with how he's debated and how he just hmm. attacks people I, that is not a christian thing that is not a, a a godly thing that is not a morally good thing it's not a uh, something that i would want to see in a leader and and even you know I, I heard the question at one of the debates you know if my child was old enough to understand some of this stuff is that the person that i would want to say hey be like that person i can't right. say that right. i hate that i can't did, say that did you watch the uh harris pence debate the vice president. Uh, yeah, I did. And I would, I think everybody caught a little breath of fresh air from how that debate went, whether you were either side that you were on, on how it was handled and how things were discussed. Absolutely. I think, I think, you know, hopefully from, from a, from a, <laughs> from a evangelical Christian perspective. I mean, Mike Pence is, yeah. he upholds, you know, all those values that, that, that I appreciate. You know, mm-hmm. from a, from a leader in his position, um, he's got I have, have a lot of respect for he's him. He's got to have a tough job, though. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, half the half the debate, if not more, was him defending Trump, Trump and his actions and his words. And I mean, that's what most of the questions I felt like directed towards him were. were and about. the thing is, and like, he can't tough, say. Man. Yeah, that was a bonehead move on Trump's part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he can't say that. I, he has to, like, divert yeah. and then talk about something else. I, I threw his this phone in the pool after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, that one's out of the way. Yeah. Guess who gets to start this one? Who gets to start it? Oh, Nelson's pointing it. Nathaniel. Whatever, I'll do it. <laughs> Whatever. If you were to vote for Biden as a Christian, why? As a Christian. Um, so, look, the, the immigration policy that the left and, and, and just, just liberal people push, I, I see where they're coming from there. You know, it, it's ingrained on the Statue of Liberty. You know, give me your tired, humble, poor masses yearning to be free. Um, I think that if Jesus was alive today, you know, I feel like that's... Well, he is alive. I shouldn't say. I should, <laughs> ooh, ooh wow. this almost changed the whole topic. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's a rabbit hole. Oh. <laughs> he rose, Nate. I don't know if you know this. I know, I know. He rose from the dead. I'm looking at Jesus as a person and not, <laughs> He's, not everything he is. This is getting so theologically out of, out of balance Out of whack, here. I know. <laughs> it's politics, man. Um, I feel like... You know, and I'm I'm so stuck on this on this on I, I hate talking about this because, especially in this in our region, you know, there's so many people that are against immigration. Uh, no, I shouldn't say immigration, 
but the immigration that is going on now. And I, I can totally understand where people come from on this um, because you want legal, fair, proper immigration policies. Absolutely. You want to keep bad people out, whether it's from uh, whether it's from Mexico, whether it's from China, Russia, wherever. You, you don't want those people in America causing havoc. I get that. Um, but I, I think in terms of immigration policy, I don't think that Joe Biden wants anything different from that. I think he wants, um, I think he wants a fair and legal immigration policy. Now, I think maybe it's a little bit, maybe pushed a little towards a little more left than what I would like, I guess. But I guess if I were to vote for Joe Biden as a Christian, I would hang my hat on that, that, you know, it's so hard for me to say no to someone who just wants to be free. Um, that, that's so hard. And, and again, it's such a tricky conversation because there's so many different variables that come into play with that. Um, I guess that would be my main reason. And I would say as, as good as, as much as that's worth on that. I would say too, like, you know what you're talking about. I, I hate the rights stance to almost ignore global warming. Um, now yeah. I don't think all the science is in and I don't think it's all fair, you know, on either side. I think you're seeing the extremes and I think, I think there is a middle ground on this, right? I mean, but I do, I do think there has to be an acknowledgement that we have a responsibility to nature. I mean, this is God's creation to 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 create order out of chaos and 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 to care for that. And I think that we've failed in a big way. And when we ignore it, when you see like the the far right ignore it or pretend like it's not a thing that really does bother me. And so I, I agree. I think from a, from a Biden standpoint, his stance on that it's, it's more radical than I would like to see. And I think it, you have to implement it over time. It can't be something that you force. It has to be something that's navigated well, but I do think the fact that there's an acknowledgement there and then there is a desire to change. That's, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. You know, when you talk about immigration, I think the immigration side of things comes from this standpoint. You know, I was so disappointed in conservatives in their stance on that large group that had migrated, was fleeing South America and was migrating towards the U.S. It, and wanting was, to get across the border. It was Honduras, the murder capital of the world. Yes. I don't blame anyone for wanting to They They to were trying to save their families, yeah. their wives, their children to get out of a place that was devastating them. To come to a place where they have a chance, and and that's the thing. Like if you if you are an American, then then this really is the greatest country you know in the world. And I don't I don't say that because like I'm an American and I you know I want to tout that. I say it because this is a place where people have more of an opportunity, you know, to to have uh, you know safety and and create a life for themselves and their family in, in a way that you never could in any other place in the world. Right. Um, and, and that's a beautiful thing. And so it disappoints me when we say never build a wall and don't let anybody in. Like, I hate that stance. I, I, I agree with you. I think it's too liberal of a of a stance that, that may be made of 
immigration, but I can't say that I stand, you know, on on the conservative right and saying that that we just put up a wall and 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 create this place where none of this happens. We do have to be able to 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 have those people flow through in a certain way, but at the same time, like at, at what cost do we block, you know, people? from coming into this nation that are really trying to flee atrocities like that and, and like what's happened in Syria and, and, and other parts of the world. I mean, it's it does create a strain on any economy. It does create a strain on any nation and, and, the, and the people living in that. But to be an advocate for trying to find a solution rather than just uh, the stance of no, keep them out regardless, you know, I, I would say, yeah, absolutely. I would say the fact that he's he, he doesn't seem as arrogant and doesn't seem as um, like a megalomaniac as you said, you know, <laughs> you know, he 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 is more political in how he carries himself. Well, sure, you know, he seems much less harmless in in the way he carries himself from from that standpoint, and and I. You know, as much as you want to say, like, about what would maybe dictate his agenda, you know, and he may, and, and my biggest fear is, like, that he would become some kind of puppet for the Democratic Party. Um, You know, he stood against the far left in his platform, and it's why he was nominated, you know. He, you know, Bernie Sanders wasn't nominated, you know, um, OAC wasn't wasn't nominated, you know, these far left people, he beat them because they were standing on extreme policy and he pulled back from that enough that, that I I think as a Christian, even though I would say there are definitely negative things to Biden in, in the sense of his, his, his pro-life stance, and his, I think the Democratic Party as a whole stance on sexuality and the acceptance of, of, of who can be married, and that is that is these are God ordained things. These are theological truths that we can't ignore. Right. You know, we we can be people who love and encourage those who who don't have the same views we do on sexuality, but those views are absolutely wrong from a biblical standpoint. They are wrong. And so it's hard to, it it it's hard to it would be hard to to cast a vote knowing that that's where that person stands, but but those other those other areas I think you can find, you know, some positive ground. Yeah, I I think the immigration is a really good um, area where you know as Americans we have a multitude of blessings that we are able to share, um, and that is something that I could, you know look at his ticket and see where I could select that vote. Um, another area that I've seen, and again, it's like the extreme takes it kind of off my radar, but if, if it was within check is, um, some of the, some of the welfare systems, some of the systems where there are people that are in our nation that need help that might not be able to help themselves. And I think that, uh, some of his policies are more forgiving and more open and more have better abilities to help a broader range of people. Um, I think, unfortunately, you know, things can get taken advantage of or getting, you know, blown out of proportion or, you know, uh, get too big for their own good. But 
I think some of the some of the the welfare systems and some of the systems just to help people get an education. I think there's some avenues there that need to be addressed and there's some reforms that need to happen. Um, some of the reforms that he encourages with healthcare to, to promote more access to healthcare. I think as a country, noble. Yeah. as a country, we, we, as a whole, we would be better off if our population was healthier. Um, and it's just, you know, the avenues that they go about that is where it pushes some people away. But I think there are some things on this ticket with, you know, immigration, uh, some of the welfare systems, some healthcare reform that could bring, you know, me or a Christian on board. Right. For sure. I think too, I think one of the things I think we've all struggled with is I don't know that there's enough information out about what those things are to, to really sway that decision. I, today when we were, uh, you know, we were discussing about this topic, even trying to search it specifically is very difficult. And that's, and that's a shame. We should really have that information prior to hitting, a, you know, the polling. Well, Nate, it was you that said, wasn't it you that said, um, what if we let the presidents go through like the Supreme Court? Uh, oh yeah, I was yeah yeah. Did Nelson, like, did you say that? Yeah, we're. Oh, man, you know, I'm giving Nate credit, credit for everything tonight. you're saying. But you know, Amy Comey Barrett was on the on uh, under questioning for five days with basically unlimited time to talk and the presidential candidates get up there and they have two minutes to answer how you're going to fix the healthcare system in America. <laughs> I mean, these are huge things that yeah. have huge ramifications that the American people would like to hear their idea on how to fix it. And what if they had more of that kind of a venue more, but you know, would people watch? Would people pay attention? I don't, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, I think would, this. Year, I know. I was going to say I would. Yeah, I, you know, sure. I, I you know I didn't have time during the day to watch a lot of the bears, but I tried to catch what I could. But I think that I think that would be just extremely beneficial for. The the problem is with that is that Barrett doesn't have to run up against anybody else. Right, and doesn't have and to. Yeah, Biden and Trump are running against each other, so yeah. that's where all the lambasting comes into yeah. play when you have that competition being pulled in. I saw one, and I can't even remember who the candidate was. I think it was Kentucky's, whoever's going against Mitch McConnell. Uh, McGrath. Hey, McGrath. McGrath. I think she had one um, ad where she didn't slam. She just talked in a positive manner about what she would do, and she didn't slam anybody else. That That's one of the things, as, as, as an American, that – I absolutely am fed up with. Yep, it's yeah. that every ad is just slamming your opponent. It has nothing to do I, with you. I was recently in South Carolina, and it's uh, I can't remember the other gentleman. I think it's Johnson, but it's against Lindsey Graham. It's that contest or that that uh, election down there. And I mean, it is every commercial break, and there's no regular commercials anymore. It is just this gentleman, Lindsey Graham. This gentleman, Lindsey Graham. Just back, and it's bashing each other. It's terrible. Yeah, I mean. But but here's the problem with all that. Why do they keep doing it? Because it works. Because it works. Because it works on the masses. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I, I think, you know, and I'm sure we, you were going to probably mention this, Kevin. In the end, it doesn't have anything to do with Trump or Biden. What What are we doing in our Christian lives? Are we being still and silent and reflecting upon what uh, their policies are? Are we being still and silent and reflective on what, you know, their faith is and how they're going to project their faith as president. I think we as a people, we have our responsibility and we're not upholding it either because 
I mean, let, let's be honest, America lost a lot of its Christian values and just really just any kind of values a while ago. Mm-hmm. And when know? we're talking to, you know, our coworkers and our friends and our neighbors, are we opening it with a heart of love and just, yeah. and we're, we're not an ear or are we just shutting them down and arguing immediately? Well, and that's what I'd say even before, even before like this came up and I, and I started kind of maybe more researching from a unbiased standpoint, like, I was looking at all the things from the other person that I didn't like rather than what what's the good here? You know, is there good from this from this side, from the other side? Um, you know, because I mean as a as a as an evangelical Christian, I'll say this again, like abortion and sexuality are a big deal. And and if I'm voting just on those issues, which a lot of the time I am, then it's gonna my vote's gonna go Republican almost every time. Mm-hmm. You know, and and and, and that's that's sad from a standpoint of, of, of that's the choice. But the reality is, I mean, those things have long lasting effects on the health of this nation, you know, that we absolutely have to consider. Um, and, and if I, you know, going to the other side of that, why anti Biden? Well, I mean, those are the, the two. Yeah. It's, do I trust this guy who I, I I mean, he demonstrated, he's going to stand up to, the Green New Deal, although we don't know. I mean, he says he is, but then what's, what is it going to be? We don't really know the specifics of that, so maybe it's not as much. How many presidents have gotten up and say, I'm not, you know, even George, you know, Bush stood up and said, I will not raise taxes. Well. <laughs> eh, that didn't work out. <laughs> to you. you. Know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That didn't work out, you know, and so how much can we believe that? But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, and then the question comes, okay, how will he be controlled by the far left? Will he be a puppet? I mean, it seems that way from 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 a an outsider standpoint of this. It seems like they're propping this cardboard poster up to us to get a vote. That can we trust that he's really going to stand on his own two feet in running that office, or is he really going to cave like? Pelosi and some of these others have to the to the radical left who really is not the majority they aren't the majority and I think a lot of Democrats are disappointed in where their party has went I would agree with that you know Mm -hmm. because because I don't think they're getting a fair representation but again what are they doing they're just voting against a guy not for For someone they're just yes vote for him which 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 I mean I can't say from from a Republican side that it's much different at this point you know, four years ago, I think maybe more so, but now, because of who Trump is, not because he's necessarily failed in his office, he's just failed as a person. He's failed yeah. on Twitter. He's failed in in the last debate. He failed. He failed because he couldn't talk about policy. He just wanted to like get nitty picky and tear down. You know, another person, another human mm-hmm. being. He wanted to tear them down. That's become our political system. You know, it's become the the the, the go to there, and it, it really is. It's painful to watch. Have you seen the the video? I think it was a congressman. It's pretty recent, but a congressman was explaining to his fellow congressman the difference between politics and civics. Have you seen this? No. It's a pretty good video. Look it up. I don't. I don't. I forget who the congressman was. I forget the name of the video, but he basically just goes into you know how politics divides. But if you think in a civics or have a civics mindset. You know, you're thinking about what is right. You know, there are things out there in our American system that 
are inalienable and what we believe in. And I, you get you got to watch that video. I'll, I'll have to look it up after this. But well, and if you can, I think put put the link on the with the podcast too, yeah, so people we'll can do, check yeah. that out. So um, we're to the end of our time, fellas. Um, you know, and of course, I don't think we've answered any questions, but I I, I hope that we've given a perspective that maybe just makes you think a little more deeply in, in, in the decisions you're making. The reality is this. We live in a time that is so much different than any other time in history. And so there are absolutely things that we can pull from history to help inform and make our decisions. But then there are a lot of things that we're, we're, this is new and and what we're voting on and how we're voting and, and who we're voting for has changed. It's not the same as the world that, that our parents grew up in, sadly, because of, you know, I think the character of a lot of our leaders you know, has changed and, and what what we think is most important. That's That's sad. That's an erosion of, you know, a morality and and just the value of good character uh, that I think, you know, we in our life, we may never see that come back and, and maybe not until Christ returns. But again, that, that kind of segues into the most important thing that we can consider is that, that at the end of the day, regardless of who is elected, they are not our king. Right. God is king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think we have a duty, civic duty, to vote and, and to understand these issues and, and, and to, to speak into these things in whatever way. And, and the only way that we have at this point, you know, it seems to me, is to vote one way or the other. Uh, and I think do that. Vote. Go out and vote on November 3rd. Um, be a part of this, but understand this is not the solution. This is not going to fix it all. This is not going to end, right. you know, uh, racism completely. Mm-hmm. This is not going to end poverty. Uh, in fact, some of the decisions that these individuals make may make those issues worse. Uh, it's it's not going to end the immigration problem. It's not going to end, you know, world problems. It's not going to end the destruction that we're doing to to our world and nature. Um, but we have a God who, as we've said many times, is bigger than all of these issues, all of these policies, and we can have confidence in that. And I think more importantly, it screams to us to live out your Christian life uh, as boldly and radically um, as you possibly can uh, because we don't live for this world. We live in a hope and a future in a perfect world with the perfect king, you know, one day. Uh, and I look forward to that. Um, but I want to participate now through bringing glory to God in the things that I do and the way that I live. Any final thoughts, fellas? Amen, brother. Yep. Well, Nelson, will you close in prayer, please? Sure. Uh Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity. We just thank you for this ability to be able to do this, to reach out, and, and this, uh, and just to be able to discuss. And uh, just um, we just pray for this nation. We pray for the leaders of this nation. We pray for this election, and we just pray for the um, 
the smooth transition, uh, however it goes, Lord. And we just pray that we just know that your hand's at work. So, in name we pray. Amen. This is us signing off. Bye-bye. We're out. <laughs>